Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, for the podcast of excellence, where we'd be talking about Sir John Davies. Uh, this little poem, I liked it. It hit me in the feels. Uh, we're just humans, and we're powerless against the laws of human nature. Those are my thoughts upon reading the poem. Techrific said, I agree. The author manages to distill his thoughts about us down to our recognisable constituent elements that make up our psychology. We are, as he says, nature's little kings, yet so powerless to the underlying forces that lurks in our minds. The paradox of man in a neat little poem, quite a profound one of that. <coughs> yeah, I found it. To, I found it uh, to be a good one. You know, I wasn't sure if I was even um, knowledgeable enough on poetry to be able to know which ones I liked. <laughs> you know, I was worried that to me it would all just kind of be sameish. But I'm finding that I do have a bit of a taste. You know, there's some that I prefer more than others, so that's a good start on, I guess, becoming a poetry dude. Swim says the mum fish, he says, Davies is another interesting guy. He was an English poet, lawyer and politician who sat in the House of Commons at various times between 1597 and 1621 and became the Attorney General for Ireland <coughs> Excuse me, and formulated many of the legal principles that underpinned the British Empire. In political terms, Davies was significant in his work on consti- constitutional law and in framing the terms of the plantation of Ulster a model that served the English crown as it extended its colonial reach in North America and elsewhere. In literary terms, he was a fine poet who lay quite neglected from the mid-17th century until his cause was championed by T.S. Eliot. Davies' poem, I Know My Soul Hath Power to Know All Things, was set to music by the composer Hubert Parry in his choral work Songs of Farewell. Alright. Well, I'm going to earmark John Davies, Sir John Davies, as one of the poets, maybe the only so far, maybe other than Shakespeare and um, Christopher, what's his name? That other one. Um, But I'll, I'll, I'll mark them as the only ones so far who I would probably read more of their poems or go out of my way to like read a little bit more of their stuff so there we go mark me down as such today's poet is Sir Robert Ayton born 1570 died (coughs) excuse me 1638 to his forsaken mistress I do confess thou art smooth and fair and I might have gone near to love thee, had I not found the slightest prayer that lips could move and had power to move thee, but I can let thee now alone, as worthy to be loved by none. <coughs> Jeepers, sorry. I do confess thou art sweet, yet find thee such an unthrift of thy sweets. Thy favours are but like the wind that kisseth everything it meets. And since thou canst with more than one, thou art worthy to be kissed by none. 
The morning rose that untouched stands, armed with her briars, how sweet she smells, but plucked and strained through ruder hands, her sweets no longer with her dwells. But scent and beauty both are gone, and leaves fall from her one by one, such fate ere long will thee betide, when thou hast handled been a while, with sere flowers to be thrown aside, and I shall sigh while some will smile, to see thy love to every one hath brought thee to be loved by none. <coughs> Sorry about all the coughing. Tomorrow I'll remember to drink some cough syrup before I do the episode. One more poem. To an inconstant one. I loved thee once, I'll love no more. Thine be the grief, as is the blame. Thou art not well what thou wast before. What reason I should be the same? He that can love unloved again hath better store of love than brain. God send me love my debts to pay, while unthrifts fool their love away. Nothing could have my love overthrown, if thou hadst still continued mine. Yet, if thou hadst remained thy own, I might perchance have yet been thine. But thou thy freedom didst recall, that it thou might elsewhere enthrall, and then... How could I but disdain a captive's captive to remain? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> when new desires had conquered thee and changed the object of thy will, I had been lethargy. It had been lethargy in me, not constancy to love thee still. Yea, it had been a sin to go and prostitute affection. So, since we are taught no prayers to say to such as must to others pray, Yet do thou glory in thy choice, thy choice of his good fortune boast. I'll neither grieve nor yet rejoice to see him gain what I have lost. The height of my disdain shall be to laugh at him, to blush for thee, to love thee still, but go no more, a begging at a beggar's door. There you go, a little bit of adultery by the looks of it, a little bit of, um, what's it called? Um, uh, 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 what was I called when you cheat? Cheating. I was going to say cheating. There's a word up on tip of my tongue. <coughs> it seems like this guy has uh, been broken hearted and written a couple of poems about it. All right. That's that one. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you tomorrow.